Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We We out. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is the Chad and Cheese Podcast, and I am your host, Chad Sowash. We are cheese-free today, and you are welcome. But in Cheeseman's place, we are welcoming, guess who, kids? Madeline Lorano, founder at Aptitude Research. Welcome back to the show, Madeline. What's been going on? Thanks, Chad. Thanks for having me back. It's always it's always great to to catch up with you here. You have been busy this year. I mean, this is this is actually your fourth time on the show. So that makes four reports. How many reports are you going to have just within this year? Yeah. So by the time the year is over, mm-hmm. there'll be around fifteen. And I don't know how. What? <laughs> I don't know how we're going to get through the next month, but somehow I will. <laughs> oh, and they are sexy. Let me tell you, if you have not downloaded one of these things, man. We need to take some time and enjoy. enjoy. <laughs> anyway, so I tell you what, let's let's go ahead and let's have some fun with this new report. You good with that? Yeah, sounds great. Nope. Okay, okay, let's dig in. <laughs> All right. The state of high volume recruitment, data trends and strategies for high volume hiring success. Okay, cool. High volume, we hear it all over the place. Yep. Different people have different definitions. What was your definition going into this? Because obviously that's the first thing you do, right? It's like, okay, let's yep. define this. What, what is it to you? What is it for this report? It was interesting because I think when I think high volume, mm-hmm. I always think hourly. Like that's where I go. Yeah. Like that's where my mind has always gone. And I think about the industries that I would call high volume industries are retail, hospitality, food service. And doing this, that's like the first question we asked in the survey, like define mm-hmm 
high volume. And 65% of respondents said they have some high volume needs today. So it's not just hourly. You know, only a third of respondents defined it as hourly. Like it's the number of you know, applications you receive, it's, you know, the, the volume you're doing, only okay. 10% define it as gig. I think a lot of people think it's just gig workers. Wow. So it's it's kind of all over there. It's just anything where you have, is it high turnover or is it high growth or is it both? It's high growth, I think. Um, I think it could be both, but I mm-hmm. think it's you're receiving this number of applicants for each position um, that some people define it as a thousand, some people define it more than that. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's this you know, this volume that I think after the pandemic, we're seeing mm-hmm. all these industries dealing with both, right? Dealing with retention plus this this huge spike in, in their hiring needs. Okay. So according to the research, 65%, as you'd said, of companies have high volume recruitment needs. Are they using the same tech? What's what's the big hiccup for them right now? We're hearing so many things. It's wages, it's tech. What the heck is it? It's a lot of things. I mean, I think the first issue is it's so complex. Like we're taking the mm-hmm. hiring process, which is already too complex for professional hiring. Yeah. Yeah. And we're trying to apply that to high volume when you need to fill these positions quickly and you need a simple experience. And that just hasn't been the case. Like most of the technology is technology that we're, we're using outside of high volume. So if a traditional ATS is going to be like your bread and butter mm-hmm. for hiring high volume, and you have 45 minutes to complete the application process, you're going through a cumbersome process, you've got an assessment, that's another 45 minutes that's integrated with your ATS, you've lost everyone. And you're not filling those positions in two weeks, let alone two days. So corporate America can't be that stupid, right? They can't, they've got to understand that, and they've got to know right out of the gate that these are entirely different people who engage entirely different with applicant tracking systems or, or whatever, right? The entire right. apply process. I mean, we even knew this back in the day when we would have to go in, let's say, for instance, like Burger King. When I was 15, I had to fill out a paper application, right? I right. mean, that was different than, you know, maybe 10 years later when I was going after maybe a, a, a mid-level management position. So, I mean, why? We knew things were different back then. Why are we trying to throw everybody into the same process today? Yeah, I think it's, there's a couple different things. I think the first is like, people don't realize there is better technology. Like there are, like we didn't have that option either when we had like the paper, yeah. you know, applications that we'd go in and submit or the kiosk. Remember the kiosks? Like that was the big <laughs> technology trend. It was like, oh, now you've got a kiosk and it's you can enter your information. Boat anchor. In. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we've evolved quite a bit and there are solutions out there. I mean, conversational AI, mm-hmm. there's, you know, ATS is just designed for high volume needs, yeah. which is very new and very different. And I think a lot of companies just gravitate toward the same systems and they don't realize there's this whole market growing outside of that. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, there are gig platforms, there are yeah. high volume platforms, and then there are your really your core talent platforms. I hate calling them ATSs. They're your, like your real core talent platforms, but they're not the same. So what I'm hearing from you and what you found in the research is that old style, you know, cryptic ATS, that's not enough for what companies need to actually hire for high volume. Yeah, exactly. It's not enough. And it's providing a really old, you know, hiring experience for candidates. They're going to mm-hmm. leave. They're not going to, they're not going to finish, you know, and, and move along in the process. And I think people are seeing that, like we found drop-off rates where, you know, a third of them are happening at the apply process. So you're losing just in, a, in the apply process, you're losing all these people, but they happen pretty consistently throughout. And it's, 
you know, it's everything from the experience is so poor mm -hmm. to, you know, the the finding out about a pay, like which is, you know, another big issue. Talk about that. I mean, pay, we hear all over the place that wages are an issue. Yeah. It, what did what did the, what the report find out? Yeah, that like forty six percent of companies are losing talent once they find out about pay. And that often happens <laughs> way down in the process. Like, so you've got, you know, you've gone through the recruitment marketing or advertising these jobs yeah. and everybody's like advertising and spending a ton of money on advertising. Right. You get through the apply. You can shorten the apply process. You can keep it at 45 minutes, whatever, whatever you're doing, you've got the apply process. You're moving people along and then they, they find out when they get the offer that their, their pay is not, and then they're not showing up on the first day or they're getting other offers. And, you know, companies are doing everything from let's pay someone to, you know, to take an interview. Like, have you heard this? Like a hundred yeah. bucks for yeah. people to come in for an interview or, you know, the, the minimum wage is $17 an hour or whatever it's at. And to me, it's like an issue of transparency too. Like, can we just yeah. have these conversations much earlier? Why do we have to wait? And how pissed off would you be as a candidate? Okay, so yeah. companies need to think of it, and, and this is where we've fallen down for decades. We have to think of it from the candidate side of the house. Uh, how pissed off would you be as a candidate going through the process, whether you're a gold medalist, silver medalist, or in six months, you might be one of those, right? Uh, and how you would not ever want to interact with that brand, let alone buy anything from that brand moving forward. Oh yeah, right. This is this Never. is a, this is a brand conversation as much as it is a a, a tech conversation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And think about it even from the manager's perspective. It's mm -hmm. like you need you need someone in in two days. Like it has to be done, or two weeks, or whatever your time frame is. You're right. overwhelmed. You need to build this team, and you think that you've moved someone so far along the process. It's a no brainer. They're joining. You've told everybody. Everybody's excited on your team. Everybody's prepared for it, and yet they don't show up on the first day. And they don't show up because you weren't transparent right out of the yep. gate. Yep. Wow. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about quality uh, and what that means to actual efficiency, getting people in the door, obviously retention, those types of things. Yeah. I think, you know, the metric we always think of in high volume is like efficiency. It has to be done. I mean, I've been even talking about that. Like we would yeah. we'd want two weeks, we want two days. Yeah. There are all these examples out there. Um, and efficiency is so important. It's not to take that away, but quality is also important. And I think people don't often realize that they think it's just, you know, it's just a time, it's just a time to fill metric here in high volume, but quality is just as important. And, you know, when companies are thinking about their strategy or how they define quality and the technology mm -hmm. they use, it has to be laser focused in on that quality too, because we've got the other side, right? With high volume, like we're talking about recruitment, but there's the whole great resignation, like retention and whatever you want to yeah. call it or talk about. But people are losing talent like crazy right now. Candidate experience, which you know we we talked we talked about, that has been a huge buzz term in our industry, and and rightly so. But in a landscape like you're talking about now, where it's harder to find recruiters mm -hmm. than it is to, to to fill tech positions, we are we're putting an anchor around recruiters' necks. Number one, right. because they, we talk about the candidate experience and the process they have to go through. If you look at some of these recruiting processes that these individuals have to go through, it, it's even worse. So they have systems that they have to jump from tab to tab. It's ugly. I mean, and who wants to look at something that's ugly all day? I mean, right. come on. I have to look at Cheeseman. I get sick of it sometimes. <laughs> anyway, why are we talking about recruiter experience as much right. as we talk about candidate experience? 
Absolutely. And the technology that supports the recruiter experience, like yes. where do like a talent acquisition leader is going to buy a set of solutions to support the team, but where do recruiters spend time that helps them do their job and provides a good experience for them? Those two things are often very different things. Right. And yeah. yeah and we don't talk about the recruiter experience enough. I mean, they're reviewing, you know, they're reviewing applicants, they're scheduling calls. I mean, these are all things that are not enjoyable ways no. to spend hours and hours and hours of your day. I hate going to my calendar and trying to coordinate with somebody else's calendar, which is why I have a bot. Yes. Yes, exactly. There you go. It's, I, I just don't get, I don't understand why this isn't just the, the process methodology in itself yeah. isn't just standard. So near future state, doesn't this research point to systems that cater more to one type of job and providing relevant experience for different positions and individuals? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's some technology that's just really been fantastic for high volume, right? Uh-huh. Like we talk about this all the time. Yeah. You look outside of the ATS, like programmatic. We all, I think we've talked about programmatic on every podcast I've been on with you because, yeah. I mean, the use case for high volume is tremendous. It's saving time, saving recruiters time, it's providing expertise, it's showing value and ROI. Mm-hmm. Conversational AI is the same thing. It's like you're using conversational AI to support and assist in all the work that you're doing as a recruiting team or a manager team. And you've got, you've got that support system with you. And, um, you know, these, these areas, AI matching is another one. We've got a report coming out on that too, but that Uh, is a way to, you know, improve that experience. It's not just for the candidate, it's for hiring teams as well. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chat and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about TextKernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, Text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, Okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Nachos. (laughs) The big question for me is after we, we, we take a look back and, and we find ourselves where we are today. And I don't see that we've moved that much with this conversation. Do we think that talent acquisition professionals are savvy enough to actually pull this off? Because we're not talking about a single system. We're talking about multiple systems. We're talking about 
integrated stacks? Do we need to go further into tech and marketing for help on this? You know, it's always, I think, a good idea to go and partner with marketing because they've done this and they've built these, you know, robust tech systems and, and, you know, tech stacks. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I think that's always a great approach is to look at what other parts of the business are doing. But Mm -hmm. I do think we're seeing these pockets in TA of companies that have done this, you know, mm-hmm. and are, and are starting to, to think this way. I mean, I feel like I always talk about McDonald's, um, <laughs> but it's, you know, I think they've done a good, a great job of kind of building out, not just McHire, but yeah. the transformation they've gone through and the tech stack they're putting in place is not a tech stack that's going to be used at JP Morgan. It's very specific yeah. to what their needs are. I mean, Lowe's is doing the same thing with Rob Doherty. Like they, you know, are very smart and strategic about what he's building. Um, Kyle's doing the same thing at GM. So I think we're starting to see this happen. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, and the more we have those examples we can talk about. Yeah. Well, I, I hope we start saying McDonald's has spent money on tech. There's no question, right? I, we just, it, I think, I think the balances for companies like them, they have to start spending money on people. And that's what the, yes. the report is actually demonstrating yes. is that you can't just, we have to find equilibrium, right? You can't just spend money on one side of the equation and hope that everything turns out yeah. okay, because that that's just not the world that we're living in. So out of this entire report, and again, let's tease it because I want people to download it, read it. What was the number one thing that you actually pulled out of this uh, that you'd want to throw out to, to TA and professionals and, and vendors today? That's a great question. I think getting back to what you started with, with the definition of high volume, I mm-hmm. think there are companies out there that don't realize that they are in this crisis today, a high volume crisis, if you will, yeah, right yeah. now in this moment, that's just not how they identify. They don't think they're hourly companies. I think if the biggest aha for me is that how pervasive this high volume topic is mm-hmm. and how companies are still using these very traditional recruitment strategies or candidate you know, relationships or technology to support that. I think the first step is we really have to look at what high volume is and then realize there is a better way. Most companies are not doing the better way yeah. in terms yeah. of you know treating people like humans and also using the right strategies and technology. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. My takeaway was that we as talent acquisition professionals need to adopt quick and we have to fail fast, right? I mean, that's one of the things that we've always been associated to risk because we're under HR and we hate to fail, but we don't move forward. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, I've made fun of McDonald's over the years for doing, but they've been brave enough to fail fast, right? Right. Right. And, 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 and they will trash whatever's not working and they will evolve. But what I got from this report is if companies don't understand exactly what you were just talking about, understand the gig economy, what high volume actually means, and they start to morph and evolve, not just in their brain, but in their processes and in their tech, and they don't do it quickly, they are going to lose. And they're going to lose bigly. Yeah, bigly. And it's, <laughs> it's happening, right? We're seeing it happen already. Like, yeah. These companies are, are losing and they're, they're missing out. And I, I think the other piece that goes along with all of this, and we talk about, I mean, you talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. is this candidate care mentality. It's like we saw it during the pandemic. It's like people were a little bit more compassionate yeah. and a little bit more understanding to candidates and recruiters. Right. But is this going to carry over and continue? I mean, I hope so, but I'm fearful that 
you know, we go back to some of the old ways and, and we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think that we focus on not just nurturing candidates, which we don't do well, but we nurture employees and we talk. We don't just talk about internal mobility. We actually understand that promoting within the ranks is a necessity. I mean, there's so many things that we need to do in high volume and in the entire organization. Well, Madeline, I appreciate you bringing this amazing report to the show, talking a little bit about it. But, uh, you know, where can people actually find out more about this? Where can they download it? Where can they read it? And where can they send it to their friends? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, AptitudeResearch.com. We just got a new website. Mm -hmm. should be super easy to find. It's right under the research tab. And share away. It's free. Excellent. That's Madeline (laughs) Lorano, founder at Aptitude Research. Madeline, thanks once again. We appreciate it. And uh, you've got more coming up. So uh, look forward to having you back on the show. Thanks, Chad. Excellent. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www chadcheese.com Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.